0: Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready. Get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up, everyone? Welcome back. We're going live from Car. How's my Eddie? Pretty good. What is up everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs Friday Hobby Hustle conversation. This time with Eddie from InvestaCard. You asked for it. Stacking Slabs delivers. That's what we do around here. So, I got to do the story first on how Eddie came on the show. Okay. So, I like to have fun in the hobby. I think more people should have fun. I mean, people do have fun, but like, you know, my thing is, is like let's, let's all have a good time. Comedy entertainment should be a part of your platform, whatever you're on. You don't need to force it, but if you see an opportunity, go for it. And that's what I did. I shot a video. Actually, I'll actually paint the picture very, very, very clear here. So I was getting ready and I, my hair's long. I'm growing it out. And I was like, you know what? I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my hair. I wear a hat most of the time, but I was, looking in the mirror, and I just decided to give myself the slick back look, you know, and I said, you know what, that's kind of like the look Eddie has. So I, you know, threw on um, the closest thing I had to an Investacard t-shirt, which was a Hangman Page, shout out AEW uh, t-shirt, same color concept and scheme, and I just shot a TikTok of Eddie being Investacard Eddie, and I shot it, and it was one of those things where I did it because I was, I like to have fun and I know people see Eddie out on the IG TV and people know who he is and people would think it was funny. It wasn't a shot at all. It was just to have fun. And um, the Investicard card team saw it and they, you know, they, they laughed about it and they didn't take it seriously. They didn't take it as a shot. They said, Hey, this is, this is good nature. You need to work on your live a little bit. Um, Why don't you have Eddie on, on stacking slab? So I said, man, that's a great way to take this. I like that. So I, I put it up on Instagram stories. I did a poll. 86% of you out there said, yes, have Eddie on stacking slabs. So of course I reached out to them. And I said, all right, the people have spoken. Let's get Eddie on. And that's what we did. So I was super curious. Um, I'd seen Eddie in the videos. I was super curious to listen to his story, understand the mechanics of how Investacard works. I think that was something that me, along with a lot of you listeners, were interested in in hearing about. So he, he shared details on what their model is, what they're doing, and that's what I, I was looking to accomplish. Eddie was on the go. He was heading to a show in Spartanburg, uh, South Carolina. So he was in the car for the interview. There are some spots that might be a little choppy. I'm sending it through, get it cleaned up. So if there is some, a uh, little bit of interference there, that's because Eddie was on the go. He's the, he's a hobby hustle. He's always on the go. Um, but I hope this gives you a chance to uh, listen to Eddie's story, his background, his passion for cards, what it looks like if you were interested in being a partner with Investacard. I think he paints a pretty clear picture of that, and uh, hopefully you enjoy it. And that's what I like to do here, bring on people that are doing their thing in the hobby. So without further ado, enjoy this one. All right, we're going to go live in five four, three, three two, two, one. We are live from Investacard with Stacking
1: Slab. Brett, what's going on?
0: Hey, Eddie, look at this. He's already, he's already got control of my show. What else do you expect? So yes, we got Eddie from the Investacard team live on Stacking Slab's Hobby Hustle Friday edition. Some of this will go live on video. And if you're watching the video right now, you can see that Eddie is in the backseat of a car having a conversation with me. Eddie, where are you headed to right now?
1: We are headed to uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina. Uh, Shout out to Travis B., who's the sports card promoter and partner show at Spartanburg, uh, the largest sports card show in South Carolina, about two or three times, I think three times a year there. Uh, we were at the last one and, uh, you know, we hit it hard and uh, hit a home run there. So back at it again.
0: That, that's awesome. You know, and I, I think if you have pulled up your Instagram feed at some moment in time, there's a chance you've probably seen Eddie jump up on the IG TV, IG Live. He does a really good job of promoting Investicard and promoting what they're doing. Um, so from one marketer to another, mad props to you, my friend.
1: Appreciate that. Respect back. That's good.
0: So, so can you tell me a little bit about just uh, the Investicard story, how you started, what you, you guys are currently up to, and you know, what, what your plans are for growth?
1: Sure. A lot of that stuff, as you know, we document, uh, can't give up all those secrets that we're up to. But uh, you know how we got started, I think we started this thing about two years ago or so, maybe. Well, probably even longer than that. I, I jumped back into hobby about four years ago. And uh, I was in the hobby prior, uh, of course, just like, you know, anyone else, you always hear the same story. Uh, I was in it in my early 20s, and I was actually in it as, a, as an entrepreneur. So I started collecting cards at a young age, 1984, I got my first top set, it was given to me for free, uh, with the Don Madeline rookie in there. And then from there, I was collecting and collecting, and then got into sort of like buying and selling and started doing shows myself at a young age. 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, uh, setting up at shows and selling and making deals. And then, of course, being the entrepreneur that I am, um, I figured I wanted to run my own show. You know, I needed to be controlling my own destiny. I thought I had creative ways to bring, you know, more people into the show. And I started learning from other promoters and I created my own show. And uh, at a young age, probably in my early 20s, promoting shows at malls and signing up dealers. And then from there, started doing autograph appearances and bringing in players and raising capital and sort of syndicating me and a few of my friends together where we we brought in, you know, different, you know, players to sign autographs and stuff. So from a young age I was in the hobby for quite some time and had a lot of energy back then and got out of it and of course went on my way as an entrepreneur uh, in several other ventor- ventures that I successfully exited uh, along the way. And it was anywhere from, you know, a uh, Philadelphia cheesesteak concept that I started called Direct from Philly that I started up and sold. I was also in the fragrance business where I had a small chain of retail stores and uh, it was a, a wholesale sort of like retail type spot where you can come in. Before Sephora, you could come in and touch and feel all the fragrances all at like, you know, uh, one point, like 1995, 29, 39. Sold that company and then went on and stayed in the finance industry for probably about the last 10 years or so, helping small businesses grow. Uh, we funded small businesses all over the country. And uh, I did that for about 10 years until I recently, I recently exited that, and sold out to an investment company. And then in, in between that time, in the last four years, I had dipped my feet back into the hobby uh, very quietly. And I was going to shows and buying up stuff, buying up on my own. And uh, watching the market grow. And there I was at one show, and I stood from afar and I was buying like, you know, like all these low end cards, and nobody was grading up all the low end stuff. And I, I was at these shows and I was buying all these low end cards for $2, $3, $4, $5. And all the action was always at like these tables with all the like, you know, dollar tables, $2, $5 tables. Just started buying up a ton of stuff and started grading up the stuff. And then at one at one show, I was standing from afar and I said, "Man, nobody else is." There's so much product out there. All these cards are not getting graded. Uh, the same way I built a platform for small businesses to get funded, I could build the same platform uh, where we can take in these low end cards from partners throughout the country, get them graded up, and then sort of like you know invest in their sports cards and become a partner with them because I can't buy up all the cards. The same way I can't generate all the leads, all the small business leads that we were funding. I needed partners and brokers all over the country that sent us the deals. We approved them. We funded them. Um, and then we paid commission on them. Uh, so I, I figured I'd create the same type of model, but with sports cards, but a lot more exciting. And of course, if, when you have a lot of passion for the hobby and you're a big sports fan, man, it's, it's the best thing in the world. So I stood at that show and I said, man, I'm going to create a platform and, uh, went back to the house, stood on the balcony that night and, uh, came up with invest card and that's how it came up. And, uh, I, you know, started just talking to people and saying, Hey, you know, if you had cards, guys that were sitting dealers that were sitting with all these rookie cards and they were just sitting there from, and I would see him at the next show with the same cards, the same two, you know, cards in the two and $3 box. And I said, Hey, mm-hmm. listen what if I took these, I would cover all the costs to grade them up. We would sell them. We would service them. We would do everything. We would market them. And then we would, you know, split it. And they said, sure. Yeah. And I started getting cards and we started testing it. And then, and I said, maybe I got a real business here and let's see if we can do the same thing we did with the business funding, the same uh, as we do with sports cards. So, and, uh, here we sit maybe, uh, about a little year and a half later. And now we have a real company with real people working and, uh, and, uh, you know, a huge opportunity to, to grow this thing. And I think one, one of the things that I look for when I enter into starting a business is is the business scalable and is it investable? Is it investable if we build a company? And uh, man, oh man, we are uh, hitting on both those points right now with InvestorCard, And it's just the tip of the iceberg. So um, I hope that gives you a, a full rundown. So true entrepreneur, hundred percent, and the only way I know how to grow things is from the bottom up, from nothing. And uh, some might call me, um, you know, aggressive or what have you, or maybe. But uh, it's just uh, me with a lot of passion and uh, razor sharp focused, you know, to build another company uh, where we can have you know people working and, and employ people and you know do it in, in, a, in an industry or in a hobby that we really enjoy. It's tough. it's amazing. I uh, I always used to think that sportscasters had the best job, right? Guys that got paid to go on the radio or on TV, like on SportsCenter, and that's like the best job when I was younger. That's the job I wanted, and almost it's almost similar to like what I have right now. I'm doing sports cards. I'm able to employ people and really build a company and earn. Are you kidding me? That there it is, right there. That's what that's what drives me every day. So
0: no, and I, I love that, and I appreciate the background, and I think the passion is undeniable. I mean. Anytime I've watched a video, I can see that, you know, you're you're one of those guys that you, you you care, you give a shit, you're out, you're trying to, you know, might come off as aggressive to some, but that's, you've, you've been through that and you know yep. what it takes in order to grow a business. Okay. Um, you talk, you talk about uh, your partners and you talked about other walks of life you've had and other exits you've had and you, you're viewing, you're take, you're mapping some of those experiences into the sports card market. I'm curious, do you view the... Um, Partners is people that you know have these cards that at these shows, you're trying to sign up people because you believe, invest a card in what you're doing, you have the ability to get them where they need to be at um, maybe faster than them just trying to think about it based on what you guys are doing from a scalability perspective. Can you talk a little bit about just like the partner program and how you approach new people to enter?
1: Sure, absolutely. And uh, you know I think it goes back to sort of me being able to monetize on other people's stuff. Uh, and I've done that in a lot of my other businesses. And this one here has a lot of opportunity to monetize to where uh, if we can, you know, take that card and, you know, put it through our process and leverage our platform, uh, leverage our relationships with some of the opportunities that we've built up, uh, be it maybe a grading company, be it, you know, it could be being able to utilize the technology that we got, let's say with eBay to get that, that item up much faster and get it sold much faster, you know, be able to generate a a separate revenue stream. The goal was to try and create a a separate revenue stream for someone where, yes, if they were sitting with a lot of cards, be it low-end or high-end cards, and they didn't want to go through the whole process of working, it, sending it off and getting it graded and doing all the, the customer service and selling it on eBay, then our platform, you know, is an alternative. And it's not for everyone. I mean, listen, the guy that is just collecting on his own or maybe he's got his own PC and you know, he buys, a little, he sells a little bit here and there just to trade up to something else. Mm. Um, that's probably not our typical, you know, partner that we're looking for. We're looking for yeah. someone that is trying to generate a separate revenue stream for themselves and do it in, in, in something where they have passion for, you know, and they can do it every day and support and generate, whether similar to if they were, they were buying stocks or if they were Trading gold or, or what have you, or forex, or real estate—just um, another alternative asset. Uh, but it's sports cards, and it's fun, and you know, it's the next fantasy sports. So, the, the the ability for a partner to utilize our platform and not have to do anything from the time that they, you know, send it off to us—you know—they can just put their feet on the couch and you know look at a report and you know just generate revenue. So uh, that's pretty much same type of ingredients that I, that I utilized, you know, in my previous business. So,
0: so you're, 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 per, you're providing a service to a specific segment of people within the sports card hobby or market. Um, and so, cause that's one of the questions I I've gotten and I'm glad we're, we're talking just to make sure, cause you said like, it, we're probably not the type of service for somebody who's been in the game for a long time, but we might be the type of service for somebody who's new season opportunity in sports cards. Is that accurate? Somebody newer to the hobby maybe is more along the lines of the partners you're signing up regularly.
1: So it's for anyone that's looking to, you know, make sports cards, their part-time job, their full-time job, a separate revenue stream. Somebody could have just be collecting on their own as a, as a regular PC and then, but maybe they have enough knowledge and experience that they come across a lot of 50 of this, Particular rookie card, but uh, they could buy that and put it through the partnership program, and you know we do all the work, and uh, it doesn't affect their their regular PC. But mm-hmm. that person has to. We're looking for the person that's again trying to you know generate us another revenue stream and turn their little sports card business up a little bit if they plan on being in the sports card you know side of the of this business for the next however long two three four five however long this thing has a as a ride for that's the type of partner that we're looking for that and someone that's looking to do this full-time that really has a lot of experience and they know how to have a good eye and they're buying on it every day it's it's their business right they're buying and selling but maybe they they shy away from picking up a deal here or there because they don't want all the costs to grade and they want to go through the whole process but now Mm -hmm. they can now we can use that experience because someone like, like yourself or anyone else that has a really good eye and say hey man. You know what? I can pick up those cards right there at you know seventeen dollars a piece. I can send them in to invest a card. They're going to partner up with me, and in thirty days from now, we'll have generated revenue on it, and, we'll, and, and we can do it again and again and again and again and again. And that's pretty much what we're looking for in a partner. Uh, so, and we've got hundreds of them right now.
0: Totally, yeah. You know, and I've definitely seen seen the growth, and it seems like you're get you're gathering exposure when you're hitting these shows and getting out there and getting your name and meeting people. Oh, can yeah. you, you talked about just like this, you look at your businesses and the opportunity yeah. to scale. And obviously in order to scale, you know, there's definitely different things you can look at, whether it's hiring people like you're doing. Um, but a big component of that is, you know, revenue in, and so signing up partners, obviously there's some sort of um, revenue that has to be generated on the investor card side in order to continue to grow and scale. Can you talk at all about just like, is it a, like a fee-based structure or how does it work on your end when you're signing up partners and you're, you're kind of providing those services for them? What per like, you don't, and you don't need to get into super specifics, but how does it work where the partner gets uh, revenue from the sale and InvestiCard uh, gets rewarded for doing the work as well?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's the magic question, right? That's always a good question, magic question, if it been like $200 or less. And a big part of that bucket is probably cards that are less than $100 that so there was a lot out there. And we needed the cards and build that market out to compete with maybe some of the bigger, you know, consigners that are out there. So how does it work? You know, cards that are sold less than uh, $50, uh, it is a 60-40 split, 60 for investor card, 40% for the partner. Cards that are sold $50 to 200 dollars it's a 50-50 split right down the line. And then, of course, as you move up the ladder, the higher percentage goes back to the partner. So, you know, 200 to 1,000, 60, 40, and so on and so forth. Uh, that is for our regular SGC service being in this. And I'm sure we're going to get to that some point in the conversation in regards to, you know, the grading companies that we use. Um, so true partnership, there is zero cost from the partner whatsoever. The only cost is for them to get the cards to us. That's it. From there, we take over, we cover the, you know, the, the grading cost, whether it's our regular service, five days through SGC, whether it's a cover, the eBay fees, all the PayPal fees, the shipping fees, so on and so forth to the customer, handle everything. And then the partner gets their share off the top line sales. So if the card sells for a hundred, then they're getting 50, 50% of that. And investor card is getting 50%. So, you know, true partnership right down the middle, and. There are, are definitely opportunities to earn higher percentages. Obviously, on those lower end cards, there's only so much room there. Obviously, we're not a one-man show. We have you know, many people that work for the company and a lot of cost involved. So as it, to get that card sold and put it through our system, you know, there's a cost for that. And mm-hmm. uh, I think our compensation plans are pretty fair based on you know, the feedback that we're getting from a lot of our partners.
0: Totally, totally. And I I, I do, thank you for clearing that up. I think that's super helpful. And I do want to get to the uh, the grading. It, it definitely, in observing what you're doing, it definitely appears, I don't know if it's proximity from where you're at to where they're at, but there is a, a, a partnership and a relationship you have with SGC. I'm curious on just the... You're, who you're using for grading. I know SGC is one of them. How is that going? Um, and where do you see kind of the um, future of that partnership? Sky's
1: the limit there. Sky's the limit with SGC. They got a good, you know, good team over there. Uh, when I first started this thing with Investicard and uh, building out this partnership program, I knew that I needed to work with a company that I could work closely with, that I could meet with, that I could talk with, that I can get on the phone with the CEO, that I can get on the phone with the lead guy that that, that runs to, and we can figure things out. And uh, because that's how I have to do things. And the only opportunity that I felt was with a company like SGC that was on, you know, they are in growth mode. They've been around for over 25 years and I was using them. Of course, remember, I was back in about four years ago. So I, I was buying a lot of vintage, buying and selling a lot of vintage. And of course, I started to use them and I saw an opportunity. They were really weren't in the modern market. And of course, when I went after the, like the low end cards that no one else was like grading up, I needed a company that I needed to be able to build a good relationship with and be able to uh, generate a a ton of volume and a ton of sales. And uh, I saw an opportunity there with SGC. I love the black slabs. I thought there was a huge opportunity to pick up a lot of market share because of the you know the long delays over at PSA, and uh, I said, man, this is a win-win situation for me. I love the color black, right? We all you know we all love black, and it just so happens that you know we created the logo. It was not anything to be similar to them because I just wanted it to be simple, and I love the tuxedo slabs. Like I said, and I think the experience that they had with the grading and some of the opportunities that I was hearing from their side to grow the company. I had to sort of jump on board and start promoting them. And, uh, you know, I'm uh, very pleased with, you know, the product as well as, you know, how it's growing and the comps that we're seeing. So there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, Even though, you know, I also trade PSA, I also trade Beckett, I buy and sell that. Um, I, to myself, send through PSA on certain cards. But most of all, all of our business uh, goes through SGC for the partnership program. We do a little bit of PSA, five-day express for some of our partners as just a service for our good partners. So if they have some cards that they, we feel that maybe you know, they want to go PSA with, then we put it through We cover that cost from, and the only thing I do with PSA is five-day express. That's it. Um, everything else goes through SGC, um, for our regular program, and, and of course, our VIP service that we created for our partners. So definitely benefits of becoming a partner with Investor card.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I know like across the board, PSA, Beckett, and SGC especially, too now, um everyone's getting hit with the influx of cards coming in for grading. Demand is super high. Those grading companies are trying to, you know, better operate for the demand with that comes to delays. How are you on the investor card side managing um, some of those delays that might be coming for your partners? Uh, what sort of communication are you sending out? Is that something you're seeing right now and working with SGC? What What's happening there?
1: 100% we work at it you know, every day. And if you're not working at it and you're, and you're just sitting back and waiting and waiting, I'm not in the business of waiting. So I'm in the business of, we're in the business of selling and turning, especially with this model that we have, the whole model, not only the front end of the business, the retail end of the business, But there's, you know, an investment side of this model uh, Mm -hmm. that is on the other side. And it's modeled out that we, you know, we need to turn, the goal is to turn, you know, every 30 days or so, every 30 to 40 days, where we can, you know, get 10, 11 turns out out of it. And, you know, I think uh, the ability for us to leverage the volume that we're doing on our platform, I can only speak for myself and Mm -hmm. our platform and our partners. So I'm in the business of getting slaps back and getting them sold. And I can't worry about anyone else, but ourselves and our partners. And uh, should I get my slabs back faster than the next guy? I'm definitely paying more. That I can tell you. And as you know, all the grading companies raise their prices. Sometimes in order to get stuff back, yeah, you got to pay more. And I'm paying more. Uh, and this is being 100% honest. I'm paying more uh, to get our slabs back faster for our partners, right? For our partners. And incentive for our partners to join. I'm taking, you know, we're taking funds out of our own pockets to spend more for the grading because, you know, the grading companies are charging everyone else more anyways. But uh, service times are, listen, they're all having issues. And it's, 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 it's all about growth and them changing their processes and everything. And much respect to all those grading companies out there. PSA is, you know, a great product, great company. Uh, but, you know, what are they, like a million or two million cards backlog? It's tough. It's very We're all tough. feeling it man.
0: We're all it's feeling very
1: frustrating. It. It's very frustrating. It takes a little bit of the excitement out of the way of you know waiting so long. And unfortunately, you know, just like anything else, in order to get to the front of the line, you got to pay. And when you go to I'm sure if you go to Disney World or wherever, I don't know if you're the type of guy fast, that pays fast,
0: fast, fast pass, right? Yeah.
1: You're not waiting, right? You're not, you're not waiting. I mean, if you go to a concert, you want really good seats, you're going to buy, you know, better seats so you can be up in the front. So and it's the same thing with, you know, seems like with these grading companies, if you pay more, you know, for Express or whatever, it's first to get the market. Um, and, um, you know, it's hard for them to manage everyone's expectations. And, you know, in business, you can't be everything to everybody. And you got to focus your business on 80 percent of your business. And and this is 100 percent truth. I I've learned it years ago, and, it, and it's, it's, a, it's true in all of the businesses that I've been in. 80% of your business is going to come from 20% of your customers. Mm-hmm. Bottom line here, and that's where the focus needs to be because, you know, yes, a lot of people try out new companies, and a lot of people tried out SGC, and there was long wait times. They'll probably never use them again, and they'll just, you know, drive some negative stuff towards them. Uh, meanwhile, we were in a pandemic, for, and we're still in a pandemic, and they worked through the whole pandemic exploded man these companies got thousands hundreds of thousands of cards it's the one thing that i take away from sitting with the ceo and it's how i feel too when partners ask us well when 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 if we could get them if we could give them to you we would give them to you today
0: totally but
1: but uh, on a brighter note listen i've worked out some stuff again for myself for my partners my goal is to get slabs back i can't worry about anyone else i gotta build this business and I started this investor card to scale and to get to a point where we're, you know, doing, you know, a thousand auctions a day. And that type of scalability, again, is a lot of incentives to join in the partnership program. And I think that's one of them, being able to get, you know, slot back and get them sold. Hopefully that, uh, that answers that question.
0: Yeah, no, it, it definitely does. Um, and I, I'm just curious, kind of, you're, you're heading to a show now. I see you at a lot of shows. Obviously, there's an exposure thing, get the card brand and name out. What, what is a successful show for, for you when you're hitting the streets? What, what's success look like?
1: I would say uh, the best success comes from a show is, you know, building relationships, new relationships, uh, not only from meeting a partner, but meeting a dealer or someone that is, you know, can, you know, sell us cards, right? And uh, Success Show is, you know, taking in thousands of cards from partners and being able to find really good opportunities to buy at the same time. Um, What I've found is obviously doing this and, you know, being out there, people love to come and sell to us. Mm -hmm. You know, they love to be on video. They want to interact. And, uh, you know, it's entertainment. At the end of the day, it's like stacking slabs, right? It's entertaining. Your stuff is good because you're entertaining and your content is good. That's why I watch it. So this is right, entertaining. At the same time, you know, if we can uh, make returns off of it and create income and create jobs from it, then mm-hmm. it's a winning combination. How, yeah, many
0: ti- how many times do you, does someone drop by the booth and say, you're that guy from Instagram?
1: All day yeah. long and all day long. I got some really good stories and there's a lot of videos that I don't show. And, uh, I think uh, you know we're not looking to rub stuff in and, and be that type of a person, but there's a huge opportunity for us to be at the shows.
0: Maybe you should do another subscription service on the uh, Inst- Investicard IG TV uh, uncut versions that aren't released. Maybe you, could, I, I might be a yeah. buyer of that Eddie, because your stuff pops up and it always, uh, it makes me smile because you're always hustling and hitting the streets.
1: Yeah, well. I've always, I think going to shows, any businesses I've been in, I've always, it's always helped a, a huge, big deal. Even the last, the last space that I was in business finance, you know, and spending money to go to shows and setting up boots and being able to meet CEOs of companies that I would never have the opportunity or meet marketing, you know, uh, you know, uh, VPs of like, you know, marketing where I'm able to put together partnerships and so on and so forth that a lot of it was drawn from going to these shows. And it was the same when I was in the fragrance business, you know, flying out to France and meeting importers there uh, on private label products. I mean, it's all comes from experience. And it seems like at going to sports card shows, man, oh man, it's, the relationships are, are unreal. And the amount of leads, the amount of leads we're in the business of generating, you know, leads and not just to build a funnel and, and, and to pump, emails or ads on, because that's not what we do. Uh, we don't build up a huge funnel and then market to them. Um, if someone wants to become a partner, they become a partner. We don't we don't hammer them. But I think when you're building a, a company from the ground up, these shows give us the ability to build brand, a lot of credibility, and at the same time, hey, have a lot of opportunity to buy good cards, because at the end of the day, that's that's the business that we're in, so.
0: No, that makes a lot of sense. Coming to the end, but I'm curious just as a technology guy, I think I caught one of your videos. You were talking to someone on your team, or someone was talking to someone, and it sounded like someone was responsible for like the technology and automation. I'm curious just on the InvestiCard side, like what sort of technology maybe exists, or what are you guys doing on the back end to help kind of save you guys time and alleviate some of those uh, manual issues or processes?
1: Or just anything to help us automate and, uh, not to get too granular in what we're using or what have you, because yeah. I'm, I'm already getting dirty looks from my team saying I, I talk too much and I, and I talk to give out, but I'm never worried about that. That's what they don't understand. I never worry about competition or giving out, you know, at the end of the day, I can control. But in terms of the technology that we're using, I think, uh, you know, we have our own in-house CRM system. And the goal for that is to be fully transparent with all of our partners. Every partner receives a portfolio report that tracks all their cards uh, from the time that they come in to the time they get graded and what the grades are, you know, how much the card sold for and what their return was on it. It gives them the ability to, you know, log in and, you know, complete, sign up new partners in our CRM immediately. We've done some integrations with, you know, like eBay to where we can, if we're going to scale this business, you know, with one click of a button and the right data, we can, you know, post up, you know, 5,000 cards at one time. We've done all of this without a website. And uh, when we first started this, we were going to launch a website. And then I said, you know what? Let's do it without it. Let's see how, how big we can grow without it. And let's, if we're going to do the website and the platform, let's do it the right way. So the best is yet to come because we got a full plat- full website. Wait till you see the website that's going to go live uh, when we go live with it. Some exciting stuff on there. They'll be able to log in and check out their portfolio report. They'll be able to purchase certain uh, specialty Lots on there and opportunity buys.
0: That's a good uh, brief. Uh, just getting some knowledge on where you're going. And this has been super helpful. I think, you know, uh, the the goal of this really is to get the man behind Investicard up to talk a little bit about what you, you're doing, plans. And um, this has been helpful for me to better understand what goes on outside of those uh, IG videos that I see uh, you you putting out there. Um, I Before I let you go, Man, your, your Miami Heat are beating up my Pacers right now. Come on. Yeah, 2-0.
1: Two 2-0. Zero, two zero, you know, the, the Heat, you know, they're well-rounded. You know, they, they're just, they're very balanced. And uh, I think the Pacers are probably a player away. I think uh, even though I've invested in TJ Warren and I had jumped on him way before, way before <laughs> he went off for 51 points um, because I've got a few good guys around me that uh, sort of watch this. And they predict, and nowadays with this, you know, predict with this reactive market, you know, it's a whole market within itself. Um, so uh, we bought TJ Warren before the, you know, before the bubble, and then of course after the night that he won, the night that he uh, went off for fifty three points, you know, at halftime we were buying him, third quarter we were buying him, and uh, we bought a bunch of TJ Warren that day. The next day when they were going for twenty, still 25, 30 dollars um you know listen i think uh, there's a probably a good opportunity at The heat are probably going to sweep them what do you think
0: <laughs> i hope not man I, I think we the pacers are in a, a a tough spot sabonis being out victor getting poked in the eye you know and it to me as i'm watching the games it's the it, it in the third quarter is when it, it they pour it on and it's like spolstra has a plan for those guys and duncan robinson's been uncanny and Jimmy Butler's playing both ends of the floor. So the, the heat look really nice. I, I'm hoping it's not a sweep, but it'd be, it's hard to see things going uh, the Pacers' way at this I point. Was hoping,
1: I was hoping that, you know, even though they lost, I was hoping that we were going to see TJ Warren go off in one of these games, or at least a, in a couple of them.
0: Butler's you know, the tough, quarters.
1: man. Yeah, he's a good defensive player. Um, so the reactive market is, you know, it's exciting. It's a, it, it, it's a, it's a bit crazy. And uh, I don't know what your thoughts on uh, on the whole reactive market and, uh, you know, where that's headed. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah. So I think, you know, in general, my my philosophy is always try to get in front of it, do the work like you were mentioning and on TJ Warren. And I, I like for now, I'm not really buying into basketball at all because, you know, prices are just going up. <laughs> it seems like with each strong performance cards are going up and people are buying it. So I I think like it's, you got to look at like, now that John Morant's not playing, like when is the right time then to start buying John Morant? So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. So I think it's a really good time if you're a seller, if you've got Lucas and you've got, um, you know, some of these players that Dame Lillard, you know, LeBron, always, if you got these guys, it's a good time to think about selling them because the demand is there and people are buying them with each 30, 40, 50 point game every night. Sure, can never, never go broke taking a profit. No, that's, that's exactly right. And I think that's one thing I, I tell people a lot is like, you know, if you're taking a profit, like take the profit and go move on to the next one. Don't sulk that the card jumped after you sold it. Yep. Like a profit's can't, a profit.
1: Can't go back, you can only go forward. Put it on the board. And if you show a return on that, you know, whatever it is, you bought that card for 100, now you sold it for 500. Where are you going? Where, what, what, what other investments are you, where you're making four times, 4X, 5X, 6X? So, you know, great advice that you give, you know, if you have the opportunity to sell it and make more than four or 5X on it, put it on the board totally and move man. on to the next. And don't get greedy. Because uh, if you continue to take profits along the way, you'll never be broke. Um, and, and you can flip up to something bigger. So I've uh, been watching you for, I guess, since you started, love the design and the whole, you know, all the content that you put together. Did you design all of that yourself, the stacking slabs and all that stuff? And
0: so I'm a big wrestling fan. I met, I'm in this wrestling figure group that two former WWE superstars run and they have a podcast and they have a big community of people. And they started talking about cards, wrestling cards. And that turned my eye on, man, I used to, Collect cards as a kid, and so that's what kind of got me back into it. And I was looking for a passion project during quarantine, and I there was a guy in the group that you know I became friends with, and he was a designer, and kind of ran some ideas by him, and that was one shot he popped out what what everyone sees today. And I'm very fortunate because I I dig the the look and feel um, on it, but yeah, man, it's fun. I think there's so much opportunity for content creators out there. I always say it's like. You stand out to me because you're different. You got your lie from Investor Card, and everyone gets that, and that's like your catchphrase. And I think everyone who's doing content should have a catchphrase. Everyone should think differently, and the more people are all doing that, the better all we're going to be. And it's not just the information; the information and the insights important, but it's also the entertainment factor. We're all looking to be entertained. This is a hobby. We're we're trying to have fun, and I think that's kind of what I'm striving for on a day to day basis.
1: You mentioned wrestling, and I know uh, you know when I was much younger years ago, I also wasn't into wrestling. But in the mid '80s, late '80s, the Road Warriors and Barry William, oh, yeah. Mike Rotundo, Dusty Rhodes, Rick Flair, you know Kevin Sullivan. I used to go to the Miami Beach Convention Center, and I used to go and watch wrestling there. I was huge. I had stacks of wrestling magazines, pro wrestling magazines, and I would run to the the newsstand, couldn't wait to get the new pro wrestling magazine and see see who was in the top ten in like the AWA and NWA and yeah. so on and so forth. So a lot of knowledge here from wrestling, old school wrestling.
0: Gone are the territory days, and that's kind of those are the days, the NWA and the AWA and all that. I'm i I'm a fan of the vintage and the old. So I go back and watch that stuff all day. And it's it's fun to watch old tapes of the Road Warriors coming out and the pops they used to get from the crowd and they used to just to beat the crap out of people and I just love that stuff.
1: Yeah, good stuff. And those cards sell now. I invested in you know, some Hulk Hogan and, uh, Andre the giant cards. So like, you know, he's like Andre the giant is like the, I've sold a bunch of those Andre the giant graded up, uh, slabs.
0: Uh, oh, here here's one Dusty for you. I got some undertaker rookie cards like that Undertaker's an icon here, you know? Sure. And it's like, I'm looking at who are the transcendent guys that everybody knows, but no one's buying up. So I think Undertaker's one of them, but, um, I know you've got a this has been fun. I know you've got places to be and I appreciate the time Eddie. It's a, not a hobby hustle without Eddie from Investor on it. Before you go, I need one more live.
1: Absolutely 100%. It's always uh fun to to do the lives. We are live from Investor Card with stacking slabs. And yes, we will be live this weekend from Spartanburg, South Carolina. So, get out there and say hello. Appreciate it Brent, man. It's a uh, was fun being on. I can't wait to see it. And uh, hopefully you'll cut it up real good. Yeah. And uh, you know I'm sure that this won't be the last time. Maybe you'll come on my show. We've got a full studio that we're doing. Um, I'm sure you've seen some of the videos with the new vault. We have a full studio we're building out because we're going to do the show at least twice a day. One in the daytime, one at nighttime. And I'm sure that we'd love to have you on once we get the studio set up and continue to promote each
0: other. So Absolutely, man. We'll, we'll have to make that happen. Uh, you stay safe. Take it easy. Good luck this weekend. And we'll talk to you real soon.
1: I appreciate it, my man. And go heat.
0: <laughs> Hopefully you all enjoyed that one. I had a fun time learning about Eddie and learning about his story from, G's fragrances to small business loans to sports cards. Um, he's kind of done it all. Um, Hopefully you enjoyed that one. Definitely, if you have any questions, reach out to Investacard's team. I know they're super responsive. Um, Hopefully you are following Stacking Slabs. Hit that subscribe button. Leave that five-star review. Follow me on all those social channels. This conversation started because of social channels. Who knows what's next? So follow me, slide in my DMs. Everyone take it easy. Stay safe. Happy collecting. Happy investing. And talk to you again real soon.